Sweat Equity podcast and streaming show. We're leveling up our game with our guests. On accident. Hey, whenever gets them here, we've got uh, Payman Tai. Uh, Nailed it. CEO of Visme. This is a big company, guys. I don't know what he's doing on this show. He was answering questions and stuff. Yeah, but to get a, if you wanted to get a hold of him just as a regular Joe, you couldn't do it. It'd be tough. Uh, we're the number one comedy business podcast in the world. Some people call me cool, Eric. We won 2022's best podcast and streaming entertainment studio or small business advice podcast what? by Lux Life, the Lux Global Excellence Awards. Damn, we already won 2022. Earth called it. If you uh, if you want to listen to us on Apple uh, Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, OnlyFans, uh, Substack, we there, baby. If you want to get one of these sweet tank tops that we're rocking, the girthy RI tank top that I'm I'm rocking right now on our store, SweatEquityPod.com. You'll see the the store. Put in the promo code girthy. Get it at cost, baby. No money in our pockets. You want to put some money in our pockets? Why don't you hook up our sponsor? I want money. <laughs> uh, our episode sponsored by Squarespace, creating a customizable website or an online store with an all-in-one solution from Squarespace. Choose a website template and start your free trial with the promo code in the episode description. It hooks you up with a little, a little percentage off. It hooks us up with little shekels coming back to the show. And if you want to see a Squarespace site, go to sweatequitypod.com. Yeah. Go to uh, lawsmithworks.com. Yeah. Go to tocoba.ga, Tokabaga. Okay. And if you want to be our friends or BFS, subscribe to the pod, rate us five-star review, give us a short Give me review, money. And share this with a loved one. Share it with a friend. Share it with someone who wants to get their business on. Uh, let's get the party started with some Vizmi CEO, Payman, Tai, Hadi Dottie. It's called Sweat Equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. Sweat equity. You are listening to the Sweat Equity Podcast. Sweat equity. How's it going? Good, good. good. Um, we're rolling as we do. Awesome. You guys mind if I catch my uh little tea on the next side so I could sip on it. Just give me about 10 seconds. Absolutely. Go for it. Okay, all right, cool. Right back. I bet it's green tea. It's got those cool hexagon things that are noise-proofing. And he's got a Shure SM7. What? Mic. That mic is a... Oh, yeah. That's that's the mic I want to get us to. Not that it matters that much. But if you're a podcaster out there and we keep this in, the SM7 Shure mics are, are top... That's what all the badass podcasters <laughs> use. Yeah. Already. What kind of mic is that, and what kind of tea did you get? I don't think oh. that is an SN7. S- about me? SB7, baby. SB7, sure. Talking about us? Yeah. Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually, I honestly don't know. I haven't used this one before. I <laughs> could plug it in and see if it works, but nah. I've got my regular mics. Yeah, we, we, we're kind of the same way. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, I got this, but I can get it out of the way. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like you okay. uh, know what you're right, doing. Cool. Yeah, I'm just, I, I got out of my office and using this room. I'm hardly in this room, so figured that. 
view. The other room's all windows and all that stuff. Yeah, it looks, so. it looks like you kind of half started the wall behind you for anybody yeah. watching on video. Oh, yeah, yeah, see. No, this is our, this is our uh, recording room for our YouTube channel. Oh, very nice. No, yeah, yeah. That, I was going to say yeah. that's uh, artistic choice. Artistic, yeah. <laughs> um, cool, let me see here. I got, oh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. Let's see. All right, cool. Just getting the, getting the view down. All right, cool. Um, so, uh, we let the guest, so we don't, we don't fumble through plugs, uh, uh, in your name. (laughs) Uh, uh, why don't you tell us who you are, what, what, uh, VizMe is all about and, uh, you know, where people can find you. Yeah, cool. So VizMe, uh, well, um, as far as, uh, where I'm looking, I'm in the DC area. Paymon, uh, is the first name. Ta'i is the last name. The Paymon sounds Jamaican, you know, from the Caribbean. Paymon. Yeah, that's right. And Atai, the people uh, think I'm from uh, Asia. Uh, but it's a Middle Eastern name. So that's that. And uh, <laughs> But <laughs> as far as what Vizme is, we're basically, you could say, we're like PowerPoint on steroids. That's one way you could say it. But the way I explain it in a more formal way is, we're an all-in-one visual communication platform that basically empowers non-design professionals to create any form of content from the ordinary to the extraordinary. So from normal presentations and, uh, you know, clean looking graphics and social media documents all the way to fully engaging interactive content uh, for learning management, for fully interactive video presentations, short videos, so that's essentially what we are. And last thing I will add, I guess this will give you some food for thought, is if you were to think of, let's say, dumbed-down design tools or uh, standard pre- uh, presentation platforms on the left, and you think about, let's say, Adobe Creative Cloud, Figma, the very high-end professional tools on the right side, we literally sit at the intersection of both. We're in the middle. We marry and bridge the gap between the simple and the powerful. Yeah, um, we would call it low-tech crowd would like that. You know, uh-huh. cool. um, because, you know, we've talked about it a lot on this show where there is a, a tech gap between generations, we feel like. Yeah. We're, we're, we're 38, 39. 39. I'm 38. Uh, so you we're kind of. old I was. Well, Man, I'm getting know. older. I'm older than you guys. I don't, I won't disclose my age. But. Yeah, but you look younger. It's that yeah, Middle Eastern. No, yeah, exactly. Swarthy. Uh, all right. <laughs> oh, so how old do I look? Be honest. 42. 42. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, add a few more years. There you go. Yeah, that's, cool. That's all right. <laughs> you look younger it's than It's in a dating profile. Told you. We don't have to show it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, so, uh, you know, VizMe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, you know, started out in the kind of uh, PowerPoint deck kind of uh, area, right? Because when, when I saw you came on the show, you were coming on the mm-hmm. show, I was like, oh, VizMe. Okay, this is mm-hmm. something I've been – I've been sent a lot of those decks, uh, yeah. Visme decks for years, but I, you know, I knew it as more of that, just a PowerPoint kind of competitor. Yeah, so that's how y'all exactly started out? Right. Yeah, that's that's uh, so. Uh, I mean, I, I I think this story would be uh, pretty uh, cool to go back. Are we? By the way, are we recording? Or oh yeah, are, are we, the whole oh, time yeah, we are. All right. Oh yeah, <laughs> all right. oh, we okay, do live cool. on tape, man. <laughs> all right, cool. Let, let's get rolling. So. Uh, yeah, here's, here's what I would say. Um, so going back to my journey, um, I was a web designer. So paid my way through college back in early 2000s. Some people that are probably listening weren't born yet or 
Um, anyway, uh, I was designing websites and what I used to do um, was to create these animated Flash websites. So I don't know if you guys remember or not yep. when oh, Flash, yeah. Adobe mm -hmm. Flash, you know, oh, yeah. and I loved it and I was always into animation. So it created some really cool award-winning stuff with me and my small team of just less than 10 people at a company called Hindsight Interactive. Uh, and that was my agency. And so out of that, um, what happened was um, Flash was no longer supported suddenly because iPhone came out for the right reasons, you know, it was a battery hog and so on. And literally overnight, um, overnight, I mean, exaggeration within a matter of six months or so, it was like, nobody wants Flash websites anymore. What the hell? Uh, so my thing was like, well, so let's... That, that uh, would be like 06, 07 when the iPhone yeah. came out? Uh, iPhone came out with 607, but I think it was 08, 09 when they announced it. Mm -hmm. And then it was, this is like 2011, 12, when it really started to take right. effect. We're like, nobody wanted it anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, all right, well, uh, you know, let's create a, um, let's create a, um, a flash for the future. So animators like myself, designers like myself can create animated content for websites and you just cannot get rid of it because you see flash was a plugin. So it had to be supported by browsers. A browser could come one day and say, we no longer support Flash, which is what it, uh, essentially occurred, uh, such as a Safari browser and so on. But the fabric of the internet then and today is still what's called HTML5. And so I was like, well, let's create it on HTML5 on that because nobody can get rid of it. And so by the time I put out like a little focus group and, and I had a 10, 15 people show up to this very buggy, very kind of an MVP um, and no designers show up almost. I just targeted the wrong people here in the, in the DC area. Uh, and what they were trying to do was to create like a slide deck or they're trying to create like a, what's called an infographic. And then that was an aha moment. So real quickly, long story short, I was like, man, light bulb moment. This should be a tool for non-designers, not the designers. And let's go back and make it an all-in-one platform. And because I personally, as a designer, um, what a big frustration I really had was that Let's say in those days I was creating a really cool animated uh, intro for a website, you know, and uh, I had to go in, create something in Photoshop, export as a JPEG or something, bring it and import it into Flash, and then I would have to go to like Illustrator, do some vector graphics, bring it in. So anyway, three, four, five different programs, and guess what? The learning curve of each one is a little bit different, and even for professional designers, those are really good, powerful tools, but they have a different interface. So you're going from one interface to another to another, and I just it will always frustrate the heck out of me. I was like, there has to be other way. So I was like, okay, well, let's bring this in. Let's create the platform that allows that. anybody to create anything. <laughs> it sounds like too much to be true, um, and uh, so that it gives people the best of both worlds. But then we always stop short of making it way too powerful because... Then in that case, A, we're competing with the larger platforms, which do a much better job than those high-end items. Um, and we're kind of like this, like, hey, I want to graduate from creating stuff that I do. Like, I get these tools that are really good and entry point to get into, but at some point, I want more. I expect more. I want to create something different. Your other option has been is you got to jump all the way from the left, all the way on the other side, high learning curve, a lot more. Um, we are the answer between that. So that's basically what it's been, what, eight, nine years plus the, of work that we've been working on. And here we are. Interesting. I want to check it out. You're giving it out. Canva a run for its money. 
You tell them, well, tell them picto chart. We got infographics, <laughs> dog. Don't worry about you. You stay, yeah. <laughs> you stay down in Malaysia or wherever they are. Uh, um, well, I think but, uh, all great tools, you know, we are kind of this other alternative that people would have to experience for themselves to make, make that decisions. Um, we have audiences that do uh, people that use those tools. We have others that graduate from there and they come to us. There's something different and unique in our platform, but at the same time, there's some things that are very similar. Well, let me, it's scalable. It's simple and detailed if you want it to be. Uh, you Correct. know, um, and I, we know how to do design on a very basic, mm -hmm. Eric's much better than I am. Oh, I, every time I open up, you're really good. Okay. Oh, no, but, um, every time I open up illustrator, I get apoplectic. Cause it's I know just an why is that arrow different from the arrow on Photoshop? That makes yeah. this, why would it do something different? Why? Yeah. I well, use the hand now I on this one too. I use okay. Pixelmator over uh, Photoshop just because I, I don't need for what I need to do. I don't need a lot. I concept yeah. but when I, when I really need design done well, I'll send it to Eric or someone who's really good. Um, I can, but I need enough to do concepts or, or remove mm -hmm. backgrounds or whatever. Uh, you know, you're really fulfilling a need. I feel like that, <clears throat> uh, you know, you're in a, uh, an interesting space because I think we're going to see a lot more of this in a lot of apps. I feel like Adobe yeah. tried to make a move for this when they bought a lot of mobile yeah. apps and mm -hmm. they, they rebranded uh, them theirs and they go, okay, these are simple. These are simple mobile apps that are now are Adobe. They and don't then, do anything. And then now that was probably like five years ago. And then now mm -hmm. all the Adobe apps are way too complicated on mobile I feel like uh, what you're fulfilling a big need. So any, I'll do a pitch for you. Anybody mm -hmm. listening, they're freaking <laughs> out. They got to do a presentation, you know, kind of last second. They need something good. You got to do VisMe. Uh, use that. We say next level. You know, we say next level. So what I would uh, say, and again, I'm not uh, here yourself. The, the, the thing that I ask people to do is this. If um, on the surface, we're like, hey, you're like this other tool. What we ask people is a yes, we're very similar. But when you go into VisMe, I, I say for the magic of it to show, you got to spend about 15 minutes on it because that's where there's like these little Easter eggs. There's this very specific assets. We have even 3D assets inside VisMe that no other tool has that are exclusive in VisMe. We have other assets that are there that we actually have a design team in-house that for years, all they do is create assets that we only make available in VisMe. We do license some videos and some images and so on, but when it comes to a lot of icons and a lot of our um, uh, 2D illustrations, and we even have characters that you can create like short explainer videos, you can apply poses, those are only exclusive in VisMe. There's other tools that have characters, but what you find in ours is that. So, uh, and another thing about our uh, platform is that sometimes people get tired of seeing the same design and template that is used by tools that have, you know, much more users than us. I mean, we have about almost 18 million, I think, users at this point that registered for Bismi, but it's not 200, 300 million. Uh, so they see a lot of the similar designs. Like I, this deck is, you know, looks like this other deck and they're very similar. Um, in ours, uh, we have them exclusively within our platforms that you can enjoy uh, and, and use that. So that's kind of something that's pretty cool. Uh, another thing is we're very big on branded content. So companies like businesses, mm -hmm. they can go and plug their website URL using our brand wizard and we'll detect their colors and logo and everything. We'll apply them to a bunch of templates and they're ready to go and, cool. and, and roll from there. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm empathizing and I've been in this, this position a lot, but it's uh, in 15, 20 years of having to, you know, live the professional life. It's just like you have to make a deck last second and PowerPoint mm -hmm. licks uh, or an infographic, which infographics are really tough to make, honestly. If you don't yeah. know, like, I mean, just that brand wizard thing. 
right. to be able like, to slap that yeah. down for if you're uh, if it's a marketing firm doing a like you don't have to do the great. dropper and like drop like what are what's our X right. colors uh, yeah you know like it, yeah. it's procuring all that info that's available yeah there's one more thing that's pretty cool in that system that I one of the things I, I really like about it and people took a big liking on is that um, when it comes to presentations. Uh, we have a uh, we have hundreds of templates, but we have what's called themes as well. So there's like I think three or four themes. There's a modern, a simple, and creative. They're like different styles, and it's literally a template with like seven, eight hundred, nine hundred slides. So every permutation of a slide you could ever imagine. So process there's like 25, 30 slides for that. So you're like oh three items or five items, so that you literally find every permutation and all you do is replace the content. So that's something because a lot of times we found out that people. They buy, go and buy a template, or they use a template, and it's got 15 slides, and like, okay, mm-hmm. what the hell? Like, oh yeah, and you're building yeah. out every one yeah. by yourself, anyway. Yeah. It's like, well, well then, or up. then you bring in, or then you go and bring some other slide from another template, and it looks nothing like it. You can right. do that in Visme, but we have this like for that solution, we have that, so you're just very seamlessly, you know, embedded across across that. You know how I can tell yeah. he's good. Wow. He said permutation, not combination, permutation. Mm. There's a big difference. Wow. I didn't know I used that word. Yeah. Cool. Wow. And he didn't even yeah. know he used it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you're, I must use it so often. I don't pay attention to it. Your anymore. brain is next level. Count it. <laughs> um, uh, I'd be oh, remiss if we, didn't, back. Got it. if we didn't ask, uh, you know, the question we ask everybody that come on the podcast yeah. um, the first time. I, wait, did you get to, have you listened to any episodes? We're always curious. I have actually. Oh, uh, so man. I haven't. Yeah, Most people have, have it. Now we're finding people well, listen. Before now everybody listens. Well, apparently. let me tell you something. I had to. I had to be a little bit. Uh, uh, one of my uh, colleagues. Uh, she uh, oh, scheduled no. me for this uh, and <laughs> said, "Hey, here's a. You want to get? So I had to get ready, right? I listened to uh, one just. I think it was yesterday, today. So to to be honest, I've listened to one, but it's actually pretty interesting. Got a little bit liking to it, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to download this uh, pod on my iPod. Nice, nice. Yeah. On Hopefully, your, you'll download your I, own, iPod, your iPhone, own yeah. iPhone with the pod. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. put it's it on your Zoom. Yeah, Adobe um. <laughs> yeah, Flash graphic yeah. for it. Pretty yeah. cool though, because a lot of these, you know, like so, a, a lot of these podcasts and so on that that I, I've heard and I do is like, you know, you guys are bringing a little different of a flavor of excitement and in um you know informal versus it, it's more casual versus a like formal you know how do you do this how do you do that it's just very like dry run so you guys bring mm-hmm. up an angle of it. and i think it, it's it's uh it's good to have that in the in the community we really try to play it as if you're in the room and we we're talking to you normally without any mics on i mean that's honestly how yeah, we try the to same go. questions we would ask conversationally anyways you know. yeah and we get excited about i it. might even nerd out harder yeah. on visme if it yeah. wasn't uh-huh. on the podcast yeah and it's one of those things where there's a real lack of real business talk um mm-hmm. we we want to be kind of the anti-linkedin feed where it's all saccharine sweet uh yeah. we want to ask about you know a lot of uh, the entrepreneurial journey is lonely a lot of times it I, is i i have <laughs> i, 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 I want to ask you about that when you had the idea and then you were also still working as a de- designer, but we got to ask you yeah. this one question. What advice would you give your 13 year old self? Just what a one is, you, there will be so tra- many, right? You but travel I was, back I, in time. You, you travel back in time. Okay. So here's what I would say. Um, I was a self-taught designer. I kind of taught myself things. When I say taught, you know, I mean, it w- I didn't go to school for it. I was a biology major. I didn't go to graphic design school, right? W3 school. So, yeah. So I was a visual um, basic learner on my visual own. Visual basic. Pascal. Yeah. Right, Pascal. Corel draw. Right. What up, dog? Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> so uh, I think, you know, what I would tell myself would have been is I didn't, I never went in and like took an internship and worked for like another company and so on. I just started my own business. So I think I would have learned um, uh, a bit more seeing how others do it, being in the woods and so on. So I had to learn things, uh, make a lot of mistakes along the way because I had to figure out my own because, okay, I started a small business. It was two people, five people. So you essentially made a lot of businesses. I made a lot of mistakes that way. So I would have probably recommended that. Um, and another thing I would say is that, I mean, we do a lot better planning now than we did then. But in those cases, you just go with like your, you know, intuition and your intuition at 13 or 15 or 18 or 20 or 22 is pretty bad. Like you you haven't really built or you, you have a good uh, intuition when you, you know, have a decent amount of experience and things just become second nature. When you're young, you make a lot of mistakes because you don't really think things through. I know what I'm doing. I think this is, I'm telling you this is going to work because I feel it. Uh, that's not necessary to do. So I, I would have done a deeper research. I would have done something a bit, not in terms of business and so on, just my first business, which was, a, you know, a designing websites and, and so on. Um, it was a lot based on like, this looks nice, you know, and uh, today, you know, looking back, it's like, it's all about user experience. You know, design is supposed to complement the experience before in those flash days and so on. It was all about, let's bring some cool music, take the music and move this object from left and right because it just looks cool. But is it delivering a message? That's taken me a long time to learn. I wish I'd gone back and done a little bit different. I forgot about, uh, you, you're now giving me a time where <laughs> thinking of uh, when sites had the auto music on. Yeah, um, yeah. I came across an Italian restaurant website that did that to me, and I was like, "Oh man, throwback!" What about this? Sign our guest book. Oh, Remember yeah. that? <laughs> right. Sign the guest book that you came on the site or yeah, something, or the ticker with the the I user made, count. Oh yeah, I made a lot yeah, of. Remember G the MySpace, the MySpace pages. You go in, and it was like, uh, you know, so fa Facebook right came in and just basically was like the Google. Extremely simple. You can't customize your page. You just it's just information, right? Like MySpace was, you just had control over everything. So you go to like a page that was purple and it's got like yeah. music playing and it's got yeah, a video make them in the say, corner. Uh, takes over your entire room. <laughs> Gifts. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I remember angel, uh, oh God, angel fire maybe, or geo cities. These sites. Yeah. Geo cities. Yeah. yeah site are, builder. Yeah. Those are like the first CMSs of sorts. Like you can site builders. Yeah. yeah. Uh, geo cities. Yeah. I remember that one. They, I think, eventually got bought by Network Solutions, which then I think was became VeriSign, but they bought them. I think they eventually dismantled it. Yeah, Look, that I'll, was before your Squarespace, Wix, and and all those sites. I'll go deep. I'll go deep on some Lycos, some Netscape, all that stuff. Alta Prodigy, AltaVista. Remember Ask Jeeves? Ask it's now Ask.com. But it yeah. Was Ask Jeeves. Yeah. I, I, what happened to that guy? Uh, what happened to Jeeves? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so. I want, I'm always curious about the plight of the entrepreneur where you, you already have this company, you mm. know, um, but you have this idea, right? And yeah. you're like, I need to make this. I have, an, I have a, almost a calling to make uh, Vizme a thing. When you're overlapping, right? When you have the web design company and then you're mm. starting to go, I have to make this idea happen. Can you tell us about that part of your life? Or did it go down like that? Or was it? Yeah. Or did you have? Or was it kind of like okay, we got to pivot right away? Like uh, no. So uh, it wasn't making money. So uh, you know, Viz, uh, Vizme uh, wasn't making money uh, for the first two two and a half years. Well, we put it out once we open up 
past the beta, within about a year, we were generating revenue and about a year and a half, two years later, it was essentially cash flow positive. Um, Visney has never raised funds, by the way. None of my companies have ever raised funds. It's always been bootstrapped. So mm. I think it's kind of like been, you know, I make 50 bucks and then I'm going to invest 20 of it, spend 10 of it, you know, put the rest aside for rainy day to invest for the future. That's essentially how Visney has been. So that's one of the reasons that like, you know, we, um, I've seen multiple um, tools, um, you know, names you probably wouldn't even know of anymore because they went to raise money and then they just didn't grow fast enough and they basically had to sell for peanuts or they closed down. Then there was a, hand, a few in our industry, you know, Canva being one of them, of course, have done a fantastic job and they've grown tremendously. They're like, they're, you know, huge now. Um, so uh, looking back, I mean, as far as like hindsight, it was a, a self-funded agency and what most agencies are they're essentially you know self-operating and so on um not a high profit margin because it's labor intensive right you essentially you need team uh, like with visme we could grow another 50 percent, not hire another one or two people right yeah I, so but yet in an agency you know you, you uh want to acquire three or four more clients to grow 10 percent. you got to hire one or two more people so uh, however, it was generating um, revenue, and so I put that into essentially taking that profits and putting it into Visme and just investing that profits um, month after month. And so I couldn't just let go and say, okay, all in, let's go to Visme because Visme couldn't stand on its legs anymore. It needed some help. So I used the, uh, the investment from uh, the hindsight. Instead of going buying fancy cars or whatever, I just put it back in, into this. Um, and that's how it kind of started. Then what happened was over a period of time, over a period of few years, uh, people always ask like, how is, you know, how did it work? And so on, how did you become profitable and, you know, grow the company? At one point, Visme exceeded revenues of, um, my agency. Um, and at that point, it no longer made sense for me to continue focusing on the agency side. And I was like, agency actually was not growing as much. Well, I wasn't investing as much in it. There you go. Two. I just knew this is not a very scalable business. And three, I really wanted to get out of the agency. Where as much as I love designing websites and so on, you're creating something for somebody else. You know, they have their own input. They essentially pretty much ruin your idea every mm. time you have, but they're the clients that pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like being a custom yeah. home builder. Like yeah, the custom home builder probably knows a lot better design, right? Yeah. And, and and flow, but you got the owner that owns the house. Yeah, they got the two toilets, and you're right. like, the customer is always right. They're not always. What right, HGTV show did you watch to get this idea? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like that. You know, those shows are cooked, and that's how I feel about website yeah. design. Is like a lot of people go, "Oh, I like this website," and you're like, "Well, you're yeah. not paying that." Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's how it was. You know, it was it was a slow journey. It took a few years. So it literally was like, you know, going down, a very new hindsight's going down and less clients coming in. And also, actually, it wasn't just because and I knew I saw the signs coming in is that I know that if I spend ten thousand dollars investing into hindsight, I won't get the same ROI as I would on Disney. And one of the reasons for that was because we built um, there was uh, this is when website builders like Squarespace and Wix and so on were really getting uh, getting more and more popular. And so the market of websites that uh, small business websites that were like three or five thousand dollars, you know, reasonably 
Um, and we're now coming down where people just want to create it on their own. And it just became extremely flooded. And there's more and more designers coming to market. And we were not the ones that were going to do $250,000, $500,000 websites. We weren't made for that. They're, believe me or not, there's actually companies that built sites for that price. Um, and so I just saw the signs coming in. And essentially, that's how it was. It was an easy decision. But it wasn't an uncomfortable decision because you've been running this like agency for 12, 11, 12 years and put a lot of work and so on into it. And so it's almost like, you know, divorce <laughs> away from that. But I think it was definitely the right choice. I was about to say, I think that's every agency owner's secret dream is to go yeah. off and do something where you don't have to deal with clients. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, like uh, it's, it, it feels like the, when uh, Phil, um, not Hel- is it Helmuth, the poker player who would always say like, if it was, maybe it's Helmuth, it was the guy who's sure, a whatever. dick. Yes. Uh, I think the guy, it. he was like, I win every hand if it wasn't for luck or something like that. And I always think <laughs> about that with clients. It's like, we crushed the, this project if you guys didn't muddle and everything. Right. <laughs> and the human, yeah. the human variable is tough uh, it is. in project and mode. There, there's something else also that's really worrying about um, this type of work. See, um, as an agency, you're creating something for somebody else. And so the output is you creating something and handing it off to them. And once you do, it's theirs and that's done. And that's fine. But in Visme, what's really cool is that, and I think what drives me and my team to kind of, you know, move forward and, and do the things that we do is because you get to see and you kind of have the self-fulfillment. Yes, there's people saying, love what your platform and things I can do, and it helped me to do X, Y, and Z. But you also get to see what they create. You visually see what you do and they, you know, share it online and send you links or they post it on a gallery and so on. Uh, so that's really self-fulfilling uh, in that regard. You're empowering people to do, you know, um, the, to to visualize ideas or concepts. In our case, for like their business and marketing and sales and data. Um, and uh, this, these stats are probably wrong. As I pulled up mm-hmm. Crunchbase and Owler, uh-huh. um, it says you got about seventy employees. Average revenue is four point one. I'm guessing yeah. those are a little. Those more. are outdated. Old, yeah. Those are wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, we don't, we don't, uh, funding zero money, though. That's definitely good. hard than that. <laughs> funding uh, zero. Employee, that's, that's important. Yeah, that's the funding word. zero. Yeah. The fun, that one's correct. Yeah. The crunch base is definitely outdated. I don't think I've been on that for a while. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, we're about, uh, we're a little short of a hundred people. So about 90, 70 people here. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, the revenue is definitely uh, above that. It's not something that uh, we openly talk about it in this close, but I can tell why you. Why would you? Close. Yeah. Why would you? You don't have to, we know you don't have to more than 4.1. No. Yeah. yeah. I was <laughs> looking at you. that. I was like, that seems very low it, considering how competitive y'all are, are in this market. And yeah, it's one of those things. It, it's interesting as you're talking about, you know, uh, not having to deal with humans as much and you have, mm-hmm. you're kind of doing this meta thing where you're, you're going, here's what we think. Uh, is the tool to empower you. It's art that mm-hmm. empowers artists out of people that don't think they are. You know, it, yeah. it's one of those things in, a, in an art world, you, you paint, Eric's a painter, you paint something, you hope people, uh, you know, vibe it. You, you hope uh, people yeah. like it. You put it out there and you go, it's, it's a tough uh, line between like, I know what's right. Speaking of intuition, what you, you talked about earlier when you were younger, having this mm-hmm. intuition, but also knowing, uh, working on that intuition, it sounds like over the years to go, I know what people are going to like and use in a, in a similar way. 
I don't, there's no question yeah, there. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it is. No, it's, it's true. Uh, I mean, look, I, I've gotten things wrong a lot. <laughs> we have, uh, but there haven't been like major, terrible, like big decisions. You know, so here's the thing. Um, if the purpose of Visme for me was to just build the, um, the design tool that would have generated the most amount of revenue, acquired the most amount of users, we would have made it dumbed down, and just focused heavily on just quick entry point, quick outcome, and so on. Um, we would be, uh, no question, further along in terms of users and in terms of revenue and so on. But that's not what our mission was. It wasn't to just be another uh, platform out there. And there was, it's the space that's already been filled. You know, there's a lot of options for there. Um, and so for us, it was where, okay, you know, we want people to have the best of both worlds, you know, get the simplicity um, and yet have when they want at the disposal of more power, more capacity to do, to do what they want. I mean, that's, that essentially is what a lot of, um, you know, a lot of us want in life, right? Is that you want your cake and you want to be able to eat it too. <laughs> so that's what we're trying to give them. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you have an infinite whiteboard, which may stray me away from Miro as I've been a Miro yeah. uh, zealot user. For a while. Yeah. But I, yeah, that's know, a, that's a new one. The two and a half months ago, we launched that. It's been very, very nice for us. Yeah. I'm looking at the, I guess the press release or some MarTech mm -hmm. uh, news about it. Mm -hmm. And you know, that I, to me with remote collaboration, I don't think it's, I don't think we've crested to the market really catching up to those whiteboards yet, but it will be a thing that everybody does use, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, look, uh, one thing for sure happened uh, when the pandemic started and so on, uh, and that is, of course, you know, this uh, um, sudden shift of everyone working remotely. Um, and I think the one issue is that uh, this wasn't a case for us. Like, for example, just in terms of transparency, when the pandemic started, we weren't yet a collaboration tool. We didn't have live editing where you have multiple people in edit at the same time or send people to comment, uh, you know, on, a, on something. We didn't have that. Um, Miro and a handful of the tools had that. They were around. They had better name recognition. And overnight, they had tremendous growth. Um, and uh, site builders and so on, everybody's kind of going online, right? So... We, in our case, uh, didn't have this like 2x, 3x growth during a pandemic. It was just another year for us, essentially. Um, and uh, so what's happened is a lot of those companies that grew like a weed, they also acquired a lot of junk and a lot of, um, I'm not saying individuals, but they acquired a lot of uh, traffic and users that really were going to go back anyway when things came back to normal. Mm -hmm. Okay, And so what happened was, uh, from the site builders to productivity tools and so on, those type of users, a lot of them now slowed down in their growth and it's affected them. For us, it's just been, you know, like any other year. So it hasn't really affected us. So that's kind of been a cool thing. And it, it's been a bad thing in that we didn't get enjoy this, this big, big growth in, in that case. But at the same time, we haven't had a negatively affect us where others been affected. It's just another year for us, uh, you know. So anyway, when you said uh, about the whiteboarding and so on, um, one of the cool things about our tool, and it took us a while, we're like late stage, we're after everybody else that's already has a, a whiteboard and so on. But one thing that's cool and unique about ours is you see in Visme, um, in other whiteboard tools, you have certain limitations, There's a certain type of content and assets they give you. And mm -hmm. that's what they are. They are for whiteboarding. Like you get a magic marker, you can draw, you can bring some icons. 
like ours, you can do much more colorful and interactive things because you can use the same exact assets that we have in Visme for your presentation, for your data visualization. You can actually do full-blown charts and you can connect to live data. So I could create a whiteboard with you right now, like for our marketing KPI, I use our whiteboard and I'll put a chart, I connect to like Google Sheets that pulls like marketing KPIs. I could draw an arrow and go to like a short video and then uh, in the near future, be able to link it to other stuff and other content as well. So that's pretty cool. And I think that the future, uh, yeah, is going to be more productivity. I think there's like an intersection between design and productivity. That's happening, but I think it's coming. It, the other part of it is AI. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't want to stop the AI. So yeah, the other part is AI. So I personally think that if we're talking about AI, like right now, I mean, look, you want to know where I get most of my information right now? People like think I'm an idiot saying this, but I get a lot of my information Ashies. when I follow the right people. On, no, not <laughs> anymore. TikTok, man. TikTok. TikTok. That thing. When you get past the whole dancing, all that BS stuff that you get past, and you go in and you follow the right people um, and the right th- uh, channels, you get bite-sized information in little pieces, more I could get in a day than I would spending three, four hours I can get in 15 minutes. So it has its place, but uh, anyway, so uh, what I was referring to was that uh, platforms such as uh, you know uh, TikTok and you can absorb, uh, get a lot of information. And in our case, uh, what's helping us uh, is that we're able to see kind of correlations and trends that are happening, paying attention to those networks, and then seeing kind of what is it that uh, people, individuals uh, want or might be uh, looking for. With that said, it's getting extremely flooded, so I see that coming. But where I was going, my point, by the way. <laughs> was about AI. So going back to AI, and, and the reason I say it is because three, four months ago, there was almost no mention of anyone promoting or talking about AI tool. Now, in the last month, I've probably had five or six AI tools that are almost doing like the similar thing. They're all piggybacking off of, um, you know, a GPT-3 uh, and uh, those open AI technologies. And so they're just very quickly putting out all these um, AI-based solutions as standalone. The problem is that all of those, majority of them can easily be replicated by one or two people, developers. Yeah. So you're going to see more and more replications. So everybody's all excited about it. But I think in platforms like um, you know, content creation and other platforms that already have built this platform and you do utilize some of the AI on top of it, then you really can bring the magic of that in. So I think that there's a lot of noise going on. And I do foresee that when it comes to AI, um, my, my theory is that in the next one or two years, you're going to get this, you know, almost like crypto, just constantly another bit, uh, coin, another coin, another coin coming in. And really, there's only space for a few of them. So there's going to be a lot of this stuff coming with AI, and there's going to be a lot of noise. And at the end of it, a handful of them are going to be the ones that are going to stand. How's your Dogecoin doing, Ben? Oh, I lost it. Um, uh, with AI, can I, can I pitch a slight marketing sure. thing? Because I'm just sure. – this week, this last week, I've seen – you know how a lot of <laughs> – you don't have to answer this, but I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it to Eric because I don't want you to get in trouble or anything. But I see a lot of women, you know, that mm-hmm. put the um, <laughs> in their like Instagram stories, like some some uh, th- like quotes, like motivational quotes for themselves, kind of thing yeah, yeah. to put out there. The next thing I'm seeing now, and then this is the next trend that a lot of chicks are going to do, and that, that kind of automated uh, Instagram posting, the AI <laughs> art of themselves. I've seen it. Oh, oh, I like I like my idea better. But I've seen it. I've already seen it about fifty times just in my feed. I'm trying not to really. Uh, I'm trying to just post stuff and not really uh, intake a lot. And man, that that is really catching. I've never. I haven't seen a dude yet that I'm friends with post their own. I'm going to do it. 
I'll do it because you mean their profile. You mean their profile picture? They'll, they'll be like, or, this "What are they inputting?" They're put, oh. they're getting what AI to do the art, the AI art oh, thing yeah, yeah. of themselves. Yeah. But I mean, what kind of input do they give? The you put AI? a like you upload a few images of yourself, okay. like okay, content, and then oh, you oh. and then it and creates it a picture of you that looks like give you're that. on at the Grand Canyon I'm, and it looks yeah. real. Yeah. As we record yeah. this, December 6, twenty twenty two, you're gonna get flooded with every. Every chick doing oh, we, this. You and I should take a bunch of pictures. I, I will show do it and then have it produce all kinds of shit. And yeah. Now I find that funny. I don't know why. If I, I'll do it just to see what it is. I don't. I doubt I'll. Post I bet it. when you first see it, it's probably pretty creepy to see you look and somewhere you know you've never been. By the way, just the AI makes them a little bit hotter than they actually are. <laughs> So well, it it takes away all the you know it it it, it uh, blemishes the yeah. imperfections and blemishes yeah and so uh, yeah it's pretty neat and then you, of course you can put a star like illustrative or flat or like you know there's like watercolor give you yeah yeah watercolor and so on yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool I mean you can do crazy stuff you know I haven't done it yet but I like just you can say it was like put me put my head on top of like a horse you know and then like give me big earrings and it's just it could generate the art and so on um but that's what i mean is that like there's a lot of noise and it's really cool i think to play with but as like a business use case for something like that um there's really just going to be a right. few that are going to i think survive this yeah yeah no I, I i feel like y'all are headed in the right direction it seems like you've got uh uh kind of calculated growth in a, in a good way even if you didn't think you missed off uh on the lockdown era where you know a couple companies went skyrocketed like you're saying i noticed with some of the other apps i've used they're they're they added too much too quickly and uh really relied on marketing how many users they got in that period instead of working on the product so yeah i guess you know it's kind of like vanity in some ways there is you know somewhat of a vanity metric like for example us like hey 18 million users that's a vanity metric that's great fantastic but you know it builds trust what percent yeah yeah yeah, so the, that's uh, it's another metric, but yeah. Um, but we we got a we got a jet, man. We could talk about this stuff for a long time. We'll no, have to have you back have, on. No, man. Anytime you want. I'm glad. I'm uh, glad you guys had me. And uh, you got any questions or anything else? Let me know. I'm here. Oh, um, we'll have a bunch. You're yeah. big. You're a big get for the show. We don't get CEOs. Uh, uh, awesome. Apps we yeah. use. So uh, appreciate you coming on. And yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks, we'll, man. We'll we'll schedule you another time. All right, perfect. Thank you very much, guys, and uh, good stuff. Thank you. See Thank you, buddy. You.